Welcome to the Korea Pro podcast. I'm your host, Chung Min Kim, the editorial director of Korea Pro. And I'm John Lee, the editor of Korea Pro. Join us for our weekly 15 minute conversation as we dive deep into the most pressing stories shaping South Korea and dissect the most complicated ones for you. From politics to culture, technology to society, we've got you covered. We'll bring you insights, analysis, and expert perspectives to keep you informed and in the loop so that you can stay ahead of the curve and never be sidelined again. So get ready for a fresh perspective in South Korea's news. This is a Korea Pro podcast. John, let me start with a question today. How many movies did you watch last year? Legally or illegally? Legally. Legally. I cannot keep track of it, to be honest. Uh, like many people, I watch Netflix, mm. and sometimes I'll put something on, and I'll just just have something going on in the background mm. and not pay attention to Same. it. So I might have watched a movie, I might not have watched a movie, but I watched a bunch. Mm. But how many times did you actually go to the theater? I went at least a few times. I'm pretty sure that I went to a theater to watch one of those uh, uh, MCU movies. Oh, the the one with uh, Captain Marvel. The mm. Marvels, yeah. Mm. I watched that uh, the most recently, regrettably. <sighs> I didn't watch it yet, so no spoilers. But the reason why I'm bringing this topic up is partly because we have an analysis coming up by our contributor, Kwon Jang-ho, on how South Korean movie industry actually suffered a lot last year, especially when it comes to profitability, really. John and I are actually good examples for that because, like, for me, too, I feel like I did keep watching something throughout the year, but on TV, which is like YouTube, Netflix, Watcha TV, Disney Plus, and all sorts of stuff. But I don't think I've been to theater aside from maybe one time. Do you remember what it was? No. <laughs> okay. So that tells us a lot about the state of the movie industry, I guess. Yeah, and COVID regime sort of ended, but it didn't really boost back. Well, we have to be honest. The movie industry doesn't face competition just from Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Mm. They face competition from everywhere. They're facing competition from audiobooks, YouTube shorts, TikTok shorts, video games. Anything that can really keep people entertained is a competitor for mm. the movie industry. And there is no shortage of things that people can uh, go toward to just entertain themselves nowadays. I do feel like in, in South Korea, but maybe it's not just Korea, but just globally, it, it looks like the concept of like what you do in your spare time is sort of changing, especially when you when you want to watch something. Well, that is true. But what points out in his analysis is that, yeah, Korean cinema suffered quite a bit last year, but mm. that wasn't the case for American cinema. Yeah, they that's true. They actually picked up. Mm. But they're also facing the same kind of pressure that Korean cinema is. So mm. why are they succeeding, but Korean cinema is not? Mm. Well, let's just look at the numbers quickly. Chang points out that the Korean film industry, they released over 100 films in cinemas last year, counting indie films, probably more. But success was very elusive he says, and only six managed to recoup their production costs. How serious is this? Well, let's go back to the number that you just mentioned. More than 100 movies came out in one year. Mm. That's one movie every three days. <laughs> How many of us are ever going to watch that many movies to exactly. begin with? Might not there be a case to be argued that there is an overproduction and overcapacity of movies that the industry is producing? 
It, it is certainly possible. And also looking at some of the trends last year, there were a lot of movies that were based on very similar topics, like the the how social media is failing the society. Um, the evils of capitalism, I'm right, sure. Right, but, but there were just multiple movies that sort of looked similar. Maybe it's an issue of creativity, I don't know, but it does seem like many of the films that were put out there did not really persuade um, the audience with their trailers. Again, this is not just a Korean issue, but the film industry is not known for its originality. Mm. Now, they're in it to make money, and they know what sells. And so because they know what sells, they'll just make carbon copies of whatever sold before. Mm. But eventually, the audience, um, they wise up. They'll say, oh, this is just a different cast. I've seen this movie before. And so that might be an issue as well. Uh, like I just mentioned uh, just now, uh, I, I was a bit glib with it, but I said, yes, the evils of capitalism. But that's mm. a recurring theme. Mm. Uh, Squid Game was a show that was talking about the evils of capitalism. Mm. The, the, there was a movie that came out several years ago called Shopping Cart. Mm. That was also about the evils of corporatism and capitalism. So uh, these are the sorts of things that people know, that the studios ex executives know that people want to watch and they keep making them. But how many times can we keep watching the same thing? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the plot lines as well, it, it, it sort of looked like they were just sensationalizing the topic rather than you know, art forms are supposed to bring some sort of feeling, like from the audience, feeling of um, resolving something um, together as a community. But I didn't really see that happening uh, most of the times. And uh, just going back to the issue of profitability, I think one of the biggest drivers in South Korean uh, movie industries is actually chaebols. Uh, just like any other industries in South Korea. CJNM. CJNM <coughs> and Lotte Entertainment. Last year as well, they worked on multiple cinemas, but only few succeeded, like Seoul And can we also try to just at least mention that CJNM was the studio that actually produced the movie Parasites that got all those Oscars, mm -hmm. talking about the, the wealth disparity gap and CJNM being the huge table conglomerate company mm. that it is. So, yeah, no irony lost there. Exactly. Did you say that you did watch Taorebom or I have not watched it yet. Uh, Chuna, our news uh, trainee here, has been talking my ear off about how I uh, should <laughs> our watch Our ear movie. off. Our ears off. All of our ears off. Uh, now, I have wanted to watch it, but the movie was very popular. Mm. Uh, What's the plot line? Just uh, it's about the, um, uh, the Chonduan's uh, coup and how he came into power. Of course, uh, due to Korea's very weird laws about trying not to defame anyone, defamation laws, they have been... I believe they changed Chonduan's name to Chondu Kwang in the movie, although it's essentially the same plot, mm. dramatized, of course. But yeah, because this has such a, a resonating effect with the, the audiences, this is, an, this is an issue that people are still living with to this very day. Some generations. Some generations, not the younger ones, of course. But because the uh, number of people who are still affected by this, yes, a lot of them went to watch this movie. And whenever I tried to go on the weekend to watch this movie, all the good seats would be taken. And the only seats that are available are the ones at the way the front row. And <laughs> I don't want to get a neck disc by, uh, to watch a movie. Movie. So I haven't seen it yet, but that's the movie that's made the most amount of money in 2023. Hmm. Anything else that you wanted to bring up? Any of the movies that could have done better? 
that could have done better. Well, I'm not sure if they could have done better, but uh, one movie that I did watch was uh, 30 Days. Mm. Uh, what's the title in English again? Uh, Love Reset. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the English uh, title. Let's just say that I was not very happy with that movie. Mm. It was a very bland rom-com. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to diss a movie. <laughs> Excuse me, rom-coms are great. Sure, rom-coms are great. Rom-coms can be great. I love rom-coms, <laughs> some, uh, especially... Uh, The older ones, like when Harry met Sally. Love okay, you're showing sure your age. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 30 Days, not my cup of tea. Hmm. But yeah, as you were saying earlier, there's a lot of different alternative things that people can go toward to uh, entertain themselves. Now, I know that you've recommended uh, several YouTube shorts to me. Could you tell me what you do uh, to keep yourself entertained when you're not going to watch movies as you have not done in the previous year? I just watch channels where they talk about their dogs and show their dogs, really. And it's soothing. I think last year, one of the just more general trend in entertainment in general, including the music industry too, was the trending of shorts. A lot of companies, music industry, they saw failure of shorts going viral as a failure of that song. And I do feel like uh, maybe people's attention spans just shortening maybe the movies you have to focus and invest more than two hours usually right uh i've also watched uh, some of these uh youtube videos uh not short so much i, I know that shorts are supposed to be 30 seconds or less mm. the ones that i watch are like maybe two or three minute long sketches mm. but how are movies supposed to compete with that movies are supposed to be at least 90 minutes long on the short end of the scale and that's already quite long and they're competing with YouTube shorts that are like 30 seconds or three minutes. And I can't really see CJENM producing a three-minute movie and asking audiences to pay 10,001 to watch that. I guess how to resolve this is not resolve, but making this new trend in entertainment a bit more compatible with longer forms is that persuading people investing their time is not that much of a risk that they will get something from it. Or maybe it's time for the film industry to throw in the towel. Maybe it's time for them to admit that watching movies is no longer the pastime that it used to be. Mm. Uh, that they should just significantly recalibrate their business uh, models and maybe not produce a hundred movies in a given year. Hundreds, it's a lot, really, to yeah. keep track of. Unlock the full Career Pro experience by joining our community and taking advantage of our Black Friday deal and friend referral program. Stay informed, stay ahead, and never miss a beat in Korean affairs that matter. Subscribe today and transform the way you understand Korea. All right, let's do the week ahead. Changmin, what's going on in the next week? First of all, today, potentially, we have said this maybe three times in the past episodes, but Lee na uh, of Democratic Party, he's about to leave. Finally. <laughs> and then he, he is setting up Uh, a new party where we know at least three people are joining as members from the DP. Lee Jun-suk's new party allegedly got more than 40,000 uh, supporters now. Is it 40,000 or 80,000? Uh, I, I just can't trust 80? the numbers. <laughs> I think a few days ago I saw 40,000, maybe it's 80,000. Who knows, hmm. really? There are still some critics that say that it's still possible that these two polar opposite politicians could create an alliance. What do you think? Well, 
We have to admit that politics has always made for strange bedfellows. Yeah, anything is possible. Uh, Anjosu gave up his political party to join the PPP. So well, he gave up multiple parties multiple times. Yes,、uh, that he has. And so, sure, I I guess it's possible, but will it be something that voters want? Like, will it be a different? They are. Yeah, will it be a strategically smart choice?、Mm, I'm not sure. Um, and also, the controversy continues regarding、uh, revealing the identity of a man surnamed Kim who who tried to kill Lee Jae-myung. Even though his identity and his address and his name and his face are all over social media, all over social media, just just all over Facebook, New York Times even just plainly revealed that. But the police was like, "Oop! It doesn't just meet the requirement to reveal his identity." So whoopsie daisy, but you know whatever. It's already also all for social media anyway. So I guess someone's gonna get sued for defamation or、mm. something along those lines. Right, but the law is very interesting, actually, whether or not to reveal someone's identity when there is an alleged crime. I'm not quite sure why the police decided not to reveal his identity. To、mm. be honest, they revealed the identities of people who. Uh, murdered uh, individuals in the past, and these individuals were murdered. And were attempted politicians. Murder. Attempted murder too.、They、attempted murder. So he didn't even succeed. But why this particular man's identity, the police wants, still wants to keep under wraps, even though it's nowhere near under wraps anymore,、mm. is just beyond me right now. I don't have factual evidence to back it up yet, but it would have brought just political dilemma for the police how to phrase it really, because also the assailant was. They he kept talking about how he wrote something up, and he, he there's all explanation that's needed. His manifesto, sure. And then the police decided not to even reveal that. I I can see why the manifesto might be a bit of a thing. It's the political ramblings of a madman,、mm. essentially.、Mm. But there are a lot of crazy people out right, there. Right, and, and there could be there could be real consequences of revealing that. So I get that. Sure. But the but the identity. Yeah,、I、that's. Just, Weird. I just don't get that, and to get that, I will work on the analysis with Junha in the coming week. Yep. Now we cannot prove that that's the reason why、uh, the the police have kept things under wraps, but we know it's true.、Mm. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you want to know more, sign up for our daily executive briefings that will give you. All the most important news of the day in a succinct manner in your inboxes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for your weekly dose of insight. And until next time, I'm Jungmin Kim, and I'm John Lee. Stay connected, stay informed, and we'll see you next week on the Korea Pro Podcast. Bye.